This is episode number 62 of the Homeowners Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowners Show. We're glad that you guys could join us on this chilly day. Man, things, things took a turn. Like a 40-degree turn. Unbelievable. Like within about four hours. Yeah, yeah, this morning it was in the mid seventies. Um, through through lunch it was in the mid seventies, and all of a sudden, within about ten minutes, the the temperature dropped twenty degrees. Rain, wind. We're somewhere in the thirties now. Yeah, it it changed a bunch. Yeah, we're we're bundled here in the studio. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have a toboggan on. Is, is it an appropriate moment to say, "Baby, it's cold outside"? Um. Not to me, it's not. Not to you. I'll just <laughs> sing it to you then. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> okay, that's good. Kevin's feeling awkward in the studio, y'all. <laughs> I don't feel awkward, man. I, I can keep going. I don't get awkward. <laughs> I mean, things are awkward if you make them awkward. Well, yeah, that's everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> Life. That's By the way, just... good, good job on the opening. Thanks. It was better last week. Uh, it sure was, man. <laughs> she did such a good job. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, dang it. I'm, I, I literally was sitting there. I, I listened to podcasts in the car. So I was listening to the podcast and uh, I was like, man, she's way better than me. I think she's gunning for your job, man. I, she she doesn't have to gun very hard. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing that's like in my favor is, is the regular season of football is over. <laughs> that's the only thing I got going for me right now. Because <laughs> other than that, Haley... I think you're better than me. So, oh, well, it's okay. You're better than Craig too. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> it's just neither one of us have an Emmy. No, <laughs> not even close. Nope. No. not even close. So, do you, do you like last week's episode? I loved it. You're gonna get your home decorated now. You know what? Um, I would have been the only one in the room that has actually used an interior decorator. Really? Yeah. When yeah. have you used one? So, uh, just happened to. to um, go to church with a guy uh, that was an interior decorator. And when we moved into our very first house, Mm -hmm. he said, listen, you know, I'd love to come over and just kind of check things out, look at your house and offer some suggestions. And so uh, we were like, absolutely. I mean, free advice. Absolutely. I'll take it. (laughs) So he comes over and uh, one of the things that we, that we had in the kitchen was like, it was turquoise, like a, like a turquoise uh, walls and stuff, and and we we're turquoise like, walls. Yeah, and he we were like, we we really need to like, we think we want to change these. He's like, no, <laughs> don't change them. The only thing you need to do is paint your ceiling green. Paint okay. Uh, oh, what? He was like, yes, and he he pulled out his color wheel, and he was like, this green, and it was almost like a mint green. Yeah. And uh, he said, that's what needs to happen in here. We did it. And? It was fantastic. Nice. And, and mo- most people don't look at the ceiling. So th- sure. they don't really, they didn't, most people didn't know. But people that did, they were like, I would have never painted this green. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, then the people that bought it kept the turquoise and painted it tan. <laughs> so they didn't like it. But we did. It was, it was different. It was fun. It was, you know. 
Yeah. It, was, it was a bright place to be. I like it when you can do something that's different yeah. than, than the norm. I Absolutely. Mean, I, you know, everybody can go mauve or sure. white. Yeah. So. The, the neutrals. Yeah. The, our kitchen was not neutral. <laughs> but um, it, it wasn't like in your face. I mean, it just felt like a happy place to be. Yeah. So um, other than that, I mean, he didn't really... He, he didn't really give us too much of it. There was a lot that we had to change in that house, but um, that was the thing that I remember looking back on going, that was, that was risky. (laughs) (laughs) It was risky. But I mean, like it is, but like at the end of the day, I mean like, you know, if you don't like it, paint over it. Exactly. I mean that, and that's exactly where we, where we were. I mean, this is the kitchen that also had a ceiling fan in it and it wasn't centered on anything. It was just there. it, It was like, in a weird quadrant of the room <laughs> weird quadrant <laughs> and uh so we, we like we like wound up taking that ceiling fan and moving it to the bedroom and the one in the bedroom we moved to the front room like a front living room and if you remember from a couple episodes back i was saying that that house only had a switched outlet to right. begin with yeah and so we wired in a ceiling fan so we had light and you know and a, and a fan in that room. So man, there were a lot of things. I mean, there was a, there was a room that was, um, Oh, what's the, uh, what's the children's, uh, books with like froggy froggy. Yeah. Like froggy went a courting. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Like, I, I don't remember. I don't remember all of a sudden, but anyway, so it was painted like that. And then there was another room that was like safari. There was a, there was a lion. Okay. Like, drawn on the wall it was it was really cool very themed rooms yes but it was kind of like we don't want that we just want normal rooms and so we paint over all that but we had cheetah print wallpaper down the down the hallway (laughs) definitely fix that you may have bought a brothel (laughs) well maybe (laughs) we got a good deal on it though (laughs) it was such a good deal (laughs) so anyway but yeah i would have been the only one in the room interior decorator has had been to my house yeah so that's cool. Yeah, no, it was it was a great episode. I thought Mel was who uh, she was hysterical. I just I laughed at her the whole time. Yeah, so. like and she's she's just as much fun off the air as she is on the air. Oh, I I can't imagine so that that's not true. Fireball yeah. and sure. and Haley did a great job. Yeah, a really great job. I mean, I was sitting there going, Haley, these are way better questions than I would have asked. Well, and like what was really cool about it is they they ended up. I think they're actually going to get together up in Seattle because that's where uh, uh, Mel's son lives. Okay, so they're gonna. I, I, you know, I'm, she may get some some decorating help up there. Who knows? Cool. So, cool. But yeah, man. Uh, all all things moving. Like I I am at the I'm at the tail end of my what has now become a two month project. Mm. So, and like, I, like, that sounds like a long time, but like, I don't think everybody really understands like how extensive of like a gut this house, uh, this house went through. No, I I don't think so either. And, and honestly, I mean, the amount of work that you're doing on it, well, you had a contractor come in and do quite a bit. He did the bulk of it for sure. And the amount of work that you're doing on it in your spare time yeah uh which is of oxymoron in an even of itself <laughs> but like i think that the amount of work that has gone into that two months is fairly reasonable 
<laughs> That's not what you thought I was going to say. Should have taken longer. <laughs> should have taken way long. No, I mean, it's like a different house. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually had a buddy over tonight. He was he was helping me do some uh, some trim pieces uh, for the bathroom, and he was like, "I don't recognize this house. This is not the same house I came over to a couple months ago." Right. And I was like, "No, it's not. It's, yeah. I mean, like, you you may even need like directions to get around now because they're the walls aren't in the same place. Yeah. I mean, it's, exactly. It's bizarre." Yeah. Um, and it was not like literally when we started this project, our main objective was to redo the ceilings. Mm. That's all we wanted to do. That is not all that you did. No, <laughs> not even close. No, not it's only a, did you do the ceilings, you also did the floors and a lot of stuff in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's a disease, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't not, I can't just do one thing. Well, you got to do it right. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. It's, it's, it's kind of like pulling the bandaid off. Mm. You know, like it's, it's super painful. Yeah, but like, you just go ahead and get all of it. Yeah, because no, you're I, there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've been there before. Uh, I'm doing that like on our RV right now. Yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're, you've kind of gutted that thing. Yeah, you're almost done now. Yeah, getting very, very close. But like, I mean, even little things like I'm, I bought. Uh, gutter spouts for it today. Mm. Like, I mean, it's it's a simple little thing, but you know, without the, I mean, there's little gutters on on an RV, and they just run along the top, right? And if there's no spout to like drain it off the side, it, it just, just gathers, and and it just rolls down the side of your of your RV, and water's gonna go the path of least resistance. It's gonna find a way to get in, yeah, and rot stuff out. So for just you know. A little bit of money buy a plastic gutter spout and so you know it's one of it's little things that wind up adding more time i mean they, they didn't cost much but it's gonna take some time to put them on you know yeah so which by the way i mean that, that's probably going to be a good episode to do here pretty quick i'm, I'm actually fixing to put some on the barn mm. uh, in order to alleviate some uh some drainage issues we've got going on well i would appreciate uh, it <laughs> <laughs> i literally walked through a waterfall this uh, <laughs> tonight getting into <laughs> i don't know if there's much i can do about that other than maybe like an awning but uh the, the, the just extends the waterfall <laughs> yeah you're just gonna get wet sooner <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've actually done gutters before on the house. It was a great, I mean, I, I had gutters, but they were awful. Yeah. So we had them redo it and man, they're uh, good gutters are really, really, they're very beneficial to your house. Yeah. It's not just something that you might want for this, that, or the other reason. Like it saves your roof in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I, 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 there's some, there's, uh, you know, there's probably good reasons not to put them on in some places and cause, uh, because of the grade and the slope mm. and all this kind of sure. different things. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to put them on because we're, we're really just trying to get rid of a mud hole is what yeah, we're doing. So, yes. Um, cause there's no concrete underneath this side of the roof. And so we've got to, we got to get the water away from it. Yeah. Um, cause it just dumps it right there. Yep. So, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Not anywhere close. So, and it's, it's sort of, you know, you know, happenstance of that we're even talking about this because what, what what are we dealing with? Well, tonight, we it's kind of, like you said, it's a little bit timely. We're yeah. talking about how to prepare your home for cold weather. Yeah. So, if you live in our neighborhood, it may be a little too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> today. Well, you're you're going to get it tomorrow, which is yeah. when this episode comes comes out. And But please listen because, like, it's going to be colder here tomorrow. Yeah. And, but, like, and some of you, some of you guys up north are already dealing with some of this and you're, and, and I think for, for a lot of people up north, some of 
of this is going to be like, well, yeah, that's what we do. Like, you know, starting in October. Yeah. Um, the old hat for them. Yeah. But like, you know, those of us that are, you know, slightly south of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost to the equator, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hadn't, hadn't quite gotten. And honestly, it's, it's been chillier a lot earlier here this year. Yes, it has. Norm- uh, I mean, th- normally. This is the first time we've gotten below 40. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, I, I think last year, the year before, we were well into November before, like maybe the end of November, early December before it got very cold. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've even seen it around here, you know, get well into December before it gets yeah. even really chilly. Yeah, I mean, and, and then by Christmas, it's hot again. Right. <laughs> In Houston, we have like, I think we have like 10 days of winter. We're like 12 micro seasons. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, they're not 10 days in a row. Right. (laughs) Yeah. One here, one there, three here. So anyway, but you know, I I think it's really important um, to know that there are some things that you should be doing when the, when the season changes to just kind of prepare yourself for cold weather. Even in Houston, it's going to come at some point. Right. At some point it's going to come. If you live up North, um, you know, you're, you're right. You're probably listening to this episode going, okay, those guys, they, we've, we've already done this. Yeah. They're late to the game. But at the end of the day, that's part of the reason we're doing this episode. There are people out there that, they don't know this information right? or they, they've just never really considered some of this. Stuff. I mean, when we were doing some research on some of this, it was kind of like, Oh man, that yeah. is brilliant. Why? I mean, it's not something that I would put on a checklist before this episode, but now it's definitely on the checklist. Right. And let's, let's go ahead and put this disclaimer out there. This list is not exhaustive. Nowhere close. Um, and it's, it's not even like close to everything that you should be doing. However, in the course of doing research, Kevin and I tried to find the 10 best ones that stood out to us. Yep. And like, you may be listening to this and go like, well, you left out this one. That's really obvious, or This is a really good one. Great. Let us know. Yeah, send send us some information on that because um, we we're always looking to do things better. We so. will give you a shout out as the cold weather genius, no doubt. In the next episode, <laughs> along with this ten top ten list, <laughs> yeah, uh, they are in no particular order. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I mean, because all these things need to be done. So, other than that's the order we put them in. Yeah, that's the ones that deal I deal with it. It's how I wrote them down. <laughs> so. Let's just go through the list, man. Uh, the very first one we have on the list is something I think most people are kind of m- more keenly aware of right. is water faucets. Water faucets. Yeah, water faucets. Um, uh, you, you need to find a way to insulate them. Yep. Um, if you don't uh, protect your pipes, then a couple of bad things are going to happen. Uh, the main one being that they could burst. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and if you have burst pipes, most of the time, you don't know where your pipes are going. You're going to have to get someone in here to analyze it. And that's just time and money that you're going to have to, to pay someone. If you live in pier and beam a little bit easier, if you live on a slab, dude, I mean, that could be really costly. Oh yeah. If you have burst pipes in a slab, when most of the time, all you have to do is insulate the outside water faucets and you'll be good to go. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned this because we were actually, uh, me and my buddy were over at the hardware store tonight. And it was funny watching everybody go through the store buying that uh, foam insulation. Oh, yeah. The, the styrofoam. The styrofoam stuff. Yep. Um, which at this point really isn't going to be helpful. No. Because um, one of the things my buddy pointed out is like, look, that, that doesn't warm your pipes up. 
No. It just keeps them the temperature they're at. Right. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it, it 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 keeps maybe some water off of it or, or those sorts of things. But, you know, there, there's a couple of things you need to check for. Number one, you need to make sure that you don't have leaky faucets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty simple. Go watch it. Right. And if it leaks... You got a problem. Yeah. I mean, if it drips, then then you need someone to come out and fix it, or you need to figure out how to fix it yourself. Um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll do my soapbox bit on this right now. Okay. I hate traditional faucets. Yeah, I do too. I'm a quarter turn dude all the way. Me too. It's, I, I like it on or off. Yeah. That's it. I don't yeah. need, I don't need it in between for my outside faucets, which I'll tell you. So our, our faucets at my house are quarter turn. All mm. of them are. When I got there, they were already that way. Right. Uh, if you don't know what that means, most, most, traditional faucets have like a little wheel on the top yep. and you got to turn and turn and turn and turn and turn. They're terrible. They're hard to use. I mean, and they break, they break easily. So the quarter turn, first of all, they're a lot easier to use. Most of mine just is a handle. Yeah. It's like a four inch handle. And I actually like those better. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I mean, but I'm good either way. As long any, as they're quarter turn. Yeah. Anybody can turn this on and off. My, my kids can easily turn it on and off. Trust me. I know. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, there. Those it is are a great. lot of water pressure when it's it on. Is. Yeah, it is. But one of the things you have to know is you got quarter turns. If you've got the the long handle, you can't put those foam insulation no. uh, things on there. They're they're not made for those. They're made for the cheap regular ones. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you need to check, make sure they're not leaking, and you need to figure out a way to insulate them. A common way to insulate them. Wrap a towel around them. Sure. I mean, just just take go to go to Walmart or or somewhere cheap, uh, the dollar store, mm-hmm. and and buy a, a hand towel. Wrap that sucker. It's better than nothing. Yeah, better yeah. Than nothing. The the bib covers are probably. The, I mean, like around here at yeah. least. I don't I don't know how this is done up north. I'm, I'm sure there's more sophisticated ways of doing it, and they have like pipe warmers and different things like that. Yeah. But down here. A bib cover will get you done. Yes. So the only the only thing I'll caution people about with the bib cover is if you leave, if, you know, if, if you put them on in the winter time and you don't use that bib over the winter, um, and you leave it on, you know, into the springtime, just be cautious when you're taking those things off because like spiders and stuff like to get up inside those and yeah. because they get cold too. Sure. And that's just a, a warmer insulated place for them to you know bunker down. Yep. Uh, another thing to check um, is if you've got uh, a water hose connected, disconnect it. Yeah. There's there's no reason to have a water hose connected at that time of the year. Probably not going to use it. Um, but, I mean, your water hose will freeze. Yeah. And Just take uh, it in the garage. Take it in the garage and, and you know, make sure that um, they're out of the way. Yeah. All right. Anything else on water faucets? I think we're good. Okay. Second one is uh, check your heater. I mean, th- this seems like a no-brainer, right? right. Like, uh, oh, I've got a, an AC heater combo unit. You know, it's no big deal or, you know, I, it probably works. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the last thing you want to do is get to a night like tonight and go turn on your heater and find that it doesn't work. Right. Um, and there's lots of reasons that it might not work. Um, we are not experts on that. No. Uh, you know, we've got an episode on on heating and air conditioning. Um, it just happened to be 
air conditioning season, but um, you know they they tell you to to get on these biannual plans yeah. to where they will come check and service your system twice a year. They do it typically in the summer and in the winter, right? Because those That's are the, the heavy usage times. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and Craig, this is pretty easy. Go turn it on. Sure. Go to, I mean, even if it's, even if it's 90 degrees outside, go turn your heater on. Yeah. See if it comes on. Well, it's, I mean, particularly if you've got like, like me, I, I've got a gas heater. Yeah. You know, and those, uh, those orifices can get clogged and, and, and it's probably been by the time you need to turn it on, it's probably been six months since you turned it on last time. Yeah. Or if Most not likely. longer, it's down here. Sure. Um, and, and so, like, the, the chances of there being an issue with it are you know, much more high if it hasn't been used in a long time. And, yep. and so that's why these subscription programs with some of these maintenance companies are really, really good. And and guys like Jayhu are like, look, get on the get on the program where you get these things at least looked at yeah. once every six months to make sure everything's in working order. Yeah. So uh, that's really important. And and you know, especially if you have a gas specifically a, a gas heater. I mean, th- those lines can get bubbles in them and you know, air pockets and you well, may I'll, need I'll, to, just, I'll just tell you, I mean, I don't, is your, is your heater gas at your house? Is it electric? My, the one at my previous house was the one that I have now is electric. It's electric. Cause when, when you turn a gas heater on and it's been a while, it, it'll put some funky smells through your house. Sure. Um, and, and that can be alarming when you have gas appliances in the house. If you're not used to smelling, you know, odd smells but a, a gas heater will you know if it hadn't been on in a while it'll it'll put some awkward smells out there and it, you know you'll kind of you peeking around going is everything okay am yeah I, am i breathing all right yeah <laughs> and that's normal yeah i mean it's just it's just that initial blast coming out and it, and it goes away it dissipates within you know an hour or so and yeah. then and then you're you're not going to smell it again as you know for a while so uh you know check your heater get someone out to check it for you before it gets cold before it gets cold yeah yeah absolutely so pretty easy on that one or it'll be after it gets cold and you'll be backed up for a week waiting for somebody to get out there because everybody else forgot to check it too man that that's the truth that's the absolute truth i mean these heating and air conditioning guys they have two months that are stupid busy you know it's like you know june and november i I guarantee you their phone lines are going to be lit up tomorrow oh goodness they tomorrow's gonna be horrible for them (laughs) Uh, but you know, you're you're also the ones that think, uh, you know, I've, oh, I've got to have a cover for my faucet. I'm going to go to the hardware store the night before. They're sold out. Yeah. Oh, I'll go to another hardware store. Oh, they're sold out. And it, it's just because you didn't plan ahead. Right. Plan ahead. Don't get yourself into a place where you're running around trying to find a something to cover your faucet with. Yep. And I'm telling you, if that's what you're doing, go to the dollar store, <laughs> buy a hand towel. Just wrap it around, wrap it around or suck it up and get rid of that beach towel. You've been hanging on for the last 20 years, right? It's no good anyway. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. So check your heat. That's the, uh, number two, uh, homeowner approved homeowner show approved on the checklist. Number two, number two. All right. Number three, uh, reverse your fans, reverse the fans. I think a lot of people don't even know that this features on their fans. Probably not. So if you're, if you're looking up at your ceiling fan and you've ever noticed what is that little toggle switch? Yeah, that's to reverse your fan. Right. So whatever position it's in, up or down, uh, your your fan should 
uh, during normal operation should turn counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. Okay. But reversing your fan allows it to turn clockwise. The reason you would do that is because, uh, you know, heat rises, right? And so you reverse your fan, it's going to blow, it's going to blow the, the wind, the air with the wind, the air, it's going to blow the air up to your ceiling and, and circulate it back down. Right. So, so instead of, um, I mean, a lot of people like air circulating in their homes. We do. We've mm-hmm. got ceiling fans in almost every room. Yeah. And so if you want air circulating, then reverse your fans. You're going to save on your overall heating bill because uh, you're going to be circulating the heat back down to where you're sleeping or sitting or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I think it's a little tiny thing that a lot of people just never do. Yeah. The, and, and I think it's just because a lot of people get used to air blowing on them. With their yeah. ceiling fan. And they like that. And that's fine. Sure. But like, you know, this is this is something that actually helps regulate the heat throughout the home, gets it dispersed, and keeps it from just sitting up top. Yeah, and you'll feel airflow. Yeah. I mean, it's different than the than it actually blowing on you. Right. Um, but it's it's something that will that will overall it'll help your heating and air conditioning bill. And you know, one of the other things that Jehu Jehu talked about was like uh, you know, Airflow is really, really important whenever it comes to how your um, air conditioning unit is working. Mm-hmm. Change your filters, those sorts of things. But, you know, if you can find ways to reduce the amount of times that your unit has to turn on, mm-hmm. the, you're going to save money. You're going to you're going to increase the life of your unit. Um, you're, it's just going to be better for you. So reverse those fans, go into all your rooms, take a step stool, flip that toggle switch. Yeah. And you'll be good to go. I got to tell you, and if you, if you just need air on you, just get you like a little circulating fan or yeah. a box fan or something sure. like that. And I don't, that'll push air on you. I got to tell you, man, like I went to this, uh, this estate sale the other day and I, I bought this, uh, uh, bundle of antique fans. Oh, really? Yes, dude. Some of those are really cool. They're these are super cool. Really? Yeah. So uh, I gave one to my sister. I gave her the the big mama jama. Okay. Uh, it was her, it was her birthday, and she just she really liked it. And it was I mean that that fan probably weighed like forty pounds. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was a big cast iron um, metal metal blades. That's awesome. Oscillating. Yeah. Um, but it was like look. Don't let anybody like then the back of it was almost open. It just had a few wires. It's like, take your finger off. Yes. And all of them worked too, man. Oh, cool. Uh, just super, super cool fans. I've got an, I've got, uh, I've got one in there on the shelf in the house and it's nice. awesome. Cool. I love old fans. Yeah. They yeah. They look out, neat, but they you gotta be careful. Way more air than the plastic ones. Yeah, they sure do. So, I don't care if they're not as safe. Eh, you'll care eventually. Okay cool story about how you lost that pinky <laughs> yeah what'd you do vintage fan vintage fan <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right uh number four uh, this is this is one that i i didn't know much about um i i, I never really heard the phrase but uh you need to prevent ice dams prevent ice dams yes do you know what an ice dam is no clue uh so evil beavers yeah (laughs) uh, not exactly (laughs) so um ice dams happen when um you know heat escapes through your roof melts snow um and then um the 
the you know this snow that's settled there it melts it and then it flows from your roof edges and refreezes usually um at the eaves and pretty much creates icicles with dirt and gunk absolutely so sounds um, lovely yeah so if you see icicles you probably have an ice dam ah okay so because the water can't flow off the roof gotcha exactly so basically what you typically have is you've got clogged gutters Mm -hmm. clogged downspouts they're the number one cause of ice dams um the the other thing is like if if you just never got around to getting up on your roof and and clearing off the leaves that that fall during fall (laughs) um (laughs) then you're probably just you're just asking for an ice dam uh, because that's where the snow is going to you know form uh, and and stay um, and then whenever it melts it doesn't really have anywhere to go yeah so it just creates a dam at that point it's just a chunk of ice um, waiting to fall on you yeah exactly so it's, you know ice is never you know something you want just I mean it weighs a lot. And your roof is rated to hold what it's rated to hold. It's not rated to hold a bunch of ice on top of everything else, typically. So, uh, you know, clear all those things out. Make sure that you're um, you're keeping that clean. Um, you want to seal places um, that may allow warm air to leak. Uh, so, you know, that's something that a roofer can help you with. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can go around. Um, like the heat's going to escape through the roof. I mean, like you can, you can, you know, reduce it all you want. But like, I mean, like, it's going to, well, I mean, most people have, I mean, at least down in this area, they've got open attics. Yeah. I mean, at least they've got a vent up there. Yeah. Heat's going to escape from there. Not, um, that, not that ice dams or something that we have, we really struggle with <laughs> down here. I think this is, this is more of a, a yank problem. Yeah, exactly. But you know, a lot of people have soffits. Canadian. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> so you, you know, maybe you've got a soffit. I mean, those things are, are meant to, to help air circulate on yeah. some level. And if they're clogged, they're just not going to do their, um, what they're, what they're created to do. So, um, so anyway, uh, make sure that all of those things are clean and you should be good to go. Didn't they say they could, you could also get ice dams in your gutters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, you know, here, here's the thing. You're, you're a lot of people have gutters and unless you've got a really, really good, uh, system that keeps leaves out, right? You need to clean those things. Not only that, like I remember you telling me that bugs love those. Oh, heck yeah. Place, you know, so cleaning them out does more than just prevent ice dams. If it's really super cold outside, if you um, think a food trucks, a roach motel, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like those places. Mm. Yeah. So keep them clean. It's good for you anyway. Yep. Uh, the next one is uh, clean and store your lawn equipment. Oh. So, you know, there, there's a couple of things here that you need to consider. But, um, you know, it just we, we talked about this in an episode a long time ago, just about like home organization. Right. A lot of people, they, they use their lawn equipment and then it just kind of goes where it goes in the garage. <laughs> First of all, get... 
put that stuff away. Like, well, clean it and then put it away. Yeah, clean it. And that and and I'll tell you, uh, the reason that we're saying clean it is because fuel can absolutely destroy stuff. Yep. I mean, it it is it eats through things and if you've got oil and 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 fuel that's on the outside of your your uh, trimmer or your lawnmower or whatever, expect to come back with a hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then the next year you're like, "Man, this thing doesn't work like it used to." <laughs> well, you allowed it to get that way. So, you didn't keep it like you were supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> so, um especially gas powered stuff you mm-hmm. need to clean it um and and one of the things that, that most manufacturers will tell you to do is empty the fuel out of it yeah i mean uh, part part of the reason is that is that unless you're going to be starting it on a regular basis right and, and be, because fuel degrades over time and so you know a lot of people use the same fuel from year to year to year because they filled up that five gallon you know container yeah. still got some in there it's good uh but the the problem is uh, your your equipment was was built to run on a certain grade yeah. of fuel just like your car is you know but if you if you don't know how to do that there's also like fuel stabilizers and, and sure. things you can you can put in there to winterize yeah. the equipment absolutely um but just kind of, you know, check over what your manufacturer recommends on those things. Clean, you know, clean oil and clean the gas off. Um, you know, it's just a, a smart thing to do. I, I tell you another good reason to clean it off where you put it in the garage is, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that you're dealing with organic matter. Yeah. Like leaf clip, clippings and grass and different things like that. And I can't tell you the number of times someone's called me saying that I think something died in my garage. Mm. And come to find out, it's like, no. You just didn't take the grass clippings out and yep. they're starting to, you know, break a break down. Yep. And it smells like everything else that breaks down when it dies and decays. It smells like death. Yep. Um, and it's not pleasant. Not only that, it can mold. Yeah, you, get, you know, you get secondary problems that way, but like, you know, just the, just the unpleasant smell alone is yeah worth it to, you know, clean that stuff off where you get it in there. Sure it is. So just winterize your stuff, man. Absolutely. So another thing you could do that I think is really, really important is to go around and check the caulking on your windows and doors. Yep. I mean, it's amazing how cold it is in here because that window over there is not caulked. <laughs> Just that one window that right one there. That one window. I haven't caulked yet. That's the problem, man. Yeah. But, uh, but imagine it, how much colder it would be if that window just wasn't there. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you, sure, if you want to go down that road. I did. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things that happens over time is your caulking, it, it degrades too. Yep. You know, it breaks down, it cracks. But with heat and cold, things expand and contract. Exactly. And caulk is, you know, malleable like that. Right. So, you know, go around and just kind of inspect it. And if you see anything that, you know, looks like, oh, that's cracked or, you know, it looks like there's a hole there. Yeah. Some of the caulk is actually missing. I didn't even realize I swept it up one day or vacuumed it up one day. (laughs) You know, it's it's gone. Um, You know, if if something doesn't look right, it's probably because it needs more caulking. So, yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff, you can just go right over the other stuff. Um, But, uh, you know. If you have the time, just do it right and remove it and put brand new stuff down. It's not that difficult to do. You can buy a kit at Home Depot. I think it's like six bucks. One tool is for removing it. The other tool is for putting, you know, like a, a, a an even bead down. Yep. 
And don't forget, don't, I mean, really also don't, I mean, don't have any issues with getting your finger in there and yeah, you know, it'll use come your, off. Use your, yeah, it comes off. Use your finger. If it really grosses you out, just get some nitrile gloves. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing on this, go watch a YouTube video. There's tons of people out there that can show you how to yeah. caulk your windows and doors. Or you know what? Hire somebody. I mean, yeah. like, some of these guys are just artisans and, and really know what they're doing when it yeah. comes to this caulk. And, so, and really, it's not that expensive. No. I mean, they can come out, they can come out, check and see what you need. And I mean, probably in an hour, they can reseal your entire yeah, and I, I don't know if you remember uh, the uh, the solar episode that we did. That's actually one of the services a lot of these companies are offering now. Is oh yeah, come out and do the energy efficiency test on your home and whatever that you know they feel like it needs. They're just going to up- upgrade it. Sure, and I mean for free, for free, because they want your home to be energy efficient. Yes, they do. So, yep, really, really, really important. So sometimes um, you can get that for free. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's really <laughs> granted you're spending sixty to eighty thousand dollars on solar, but. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> so yeah. Um, also, I mean, different caulks are gonna work differently. Oh yeah, make live. sure you're using the right one. Yeah, I mean, don't just go buy a beat of, uh, you know, a, a gun and a, and a <laughs> tube of caulk and go. Oh, this is what the homeowner show told me to do. Yeah, read uh, the labels, folks. Absolutely, absolutely. Be a person. <laughs> Be a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, the next one: inspect and clean your chimney. Ooh, that's a big one. And I, well, I mean, since we since we just got off caulk, there's actually fireplace caulk. Yes, there is. And, it's and different. Like, it's really important that if you're going to caulk a fireplace, that you use fireplace caulk. Very, very <laughs> important. <laughs> yes. Because that stuff's flammable. Yeah. So get the right stuff. Um, but, you know, if, if you've got a fireplace in your home, um, again, it's a, it's a fun way to create a cool environment yep. a mood it sets a tone for the room especially if you got friends over or whatever um but inevitably here's what happens to me i'm like oh we should have some friends over invite them over and it's like an hour before they get there and it's like we should build a fire yeah uh well <laughs> i haven't looked in there in over a year um and to be honest I've never even lit the one at our house. Mm. So I, I think it works. Yeah. Is y'all's gas? It it has a gas element. Okay. So it's got a gas starter, basically. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, unless you've got gas logs that right. are just easy, uh, you use real wood, then you're creating soot and it man, you can have a real big problem if you're not cleaning your chimney. And if you don't know how to clean your chimney, call a chimney sweep. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the other reason they want, you know, it's a good idea to, to do that kind of inspection is because the flu on your, on your chimney is really important to make sure that it can open and close. Right. Cause if you're not going to have a fire in there, you want that thing closed. Yeah. Cause it can let cold air in. Sure can. Um, and, and also you need to kind of know what, what, I mean, if you're, if you're using gas logs, a lot of times you'd, just leave the flue closed anyway because you want the heat inside. Sure. So, but not all gas logs are compatible with that. So you kind of got to know what what you're using. And there's good and bad gas logs. I mean, because some gas logs can create soot and smoke too. Sure. Um, And it's it's not necessarily completely clean burning. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things to do, I mean, kind of 
put your hand in there, you shouldn't feel any cold air coming down the chimney. Right. If you do, then you've got a problem. Maybe your flu's open. Um, a lot of people know. don't know how to shut the flu. Yeah. It, typically, it's inside your chimney. Yeah. Typically, there's like a little chain inside your chimney, and you just pull the chain, and it and it switches the flu. Yeah. Uh, but um, if you don't know how to do that, either ask someone, get on YouTube again, find a video, or call a chimney sweep. Yeah. Um, they're they're available. Again, the amount of money that you're going to spend on someone coming out and checking this out for you is probably way better money spent than the amount of money you might lose by the, uh, the efficiency of your home being super cold. Yeah. So just a good good practice to get into whenever it's time for the cold weather. Uh, the next one. Um, what number are we on here? We're on number, that was seven. That was seven? Yeah, that oh, was man, seven. We're in, we're in the home stretch. We are. So let's, number, let's roll. number eight, we got three left. Um, th- this kind of goes back to the water faucet deal. Uh, you need to drain and winterize your sprinkler system. Mm. So you know, if you've got a sprinkler system, which a lot of people do, it is really important that you drain it. I mean, because, I mean, uh, if you don't know how those things work, they're, they're pretty simple. Water comes through the pipes whenever you turn it on and the, the sprinkler head pops up and all of a sudden you've got sprinklers going, right? Right. Whenever you turn that off, the water is still in the pipes. Right. I mean, it's just like anything else. I mean, you don't have to turn your water on at your your kitchen sink and wait for the water to get through the pipes. It's already there. Right. Same thing. Um with irrigation systems, uh, you, you need to make sure that there's no water in the pipes because if there is, again, you're going to have a big problem. They're going to burst. Right. Um, and, and this is not the episode for us to like get into how to do that because it's, it's probably pretty involved. But I imagine there's YouTube videos. But, I mean, like if, if you really feel uncomfortable, I'd just call a landscaping company that has, and, has an irrigation license. Yeah, so... Yes, either either call a landscaping company that has the irrigation license or an irrigation specialist. Either way, most most of these guys will come out and for between fifty and hundred bucks, they'll do it for you. Right. I mean, and and it's easy. Um, doesn't take them very long, but you know you'll be safe. Now, there's another thing that you got to be careful about, mm-hmm. and this is something that that we deal with down here in Houston because I mean, it just doesn't get that cold all that often. And so people don't ever think about, do you know what I'm talking about? The back, you're talking about the backflow uh, yep. preventer? Is that the, that's yeah, the one? That's the one that people always break and yep. Yep. So there's about backflow preventer on your sprinkler system. If you have one, um, they call it like a bell. It looks is, like a bell. It looks that's like the a bell. They call yeah. it like a, like, like the bell. Anyway. So, Actually, and and also because they're typically made of like brass. Yeah. Um, although there's a lot of people moving over to the plastic ones because mm. they don't freeze as easy. Yeah, because what happens is that you know water builds up in there and it literally will pop that bell off and you you'll have water shooting oh, through yeah. the air and, and you got to go turn off the water at the main. I mean, this is pretty much the easiest way to do that. So. It's just a problem. So know where that thing is. Like my my mother in law actually um, 
was like, hey, that's kind of an eyesore. And she built like a little box. Oh, yeah. To go over it. And so for us, it's going to be a matter of just, you know, kind of packing that box with some insulation that's not, you know, going to, if it gets wet, it's not going to, you know, cause a bigger problem. Yeah. Um, but you need, you need to protect that too because that, that's a problem you don't want to wake up to. No. And that's when it's going to happen, isn't I, it? I've actually had that happen. Two yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that that like, was like two years ago, wasn't it? Well, not, not, I don't have a sprinkler system here. This would have been six or seven years ago. Okay, maybe you just told me my, about my it two years house. ago. Yeah, no, it, yeah, I think it was like 24 degrees outside. The Oof. thing popped and Oof. water was going. I had to get up underneath the water and it, it actually had a shutoff valve there uh, underneath the, uh, the valve. But mm. yeah. Well, was, that's handy. I was miserable. Oh, so cold yeah. is not worth just figure out a way to insulate that thing. Yeah. And hopefully save yourself some, some heartache. All right. Number nine, uh, have a plan for your pets. Big one, dude. I, I mean, you're going to hear this on the radio. You're going to hear it on TV. You know, it's like, bring your pets in. If it gets too cold, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I, I cannot stress this enough. If you're cold, they're cold. Yep. Uh, and and Craig, you and I, we're used to having Aussies. Yep. And they put on a coat, and they they have got like layer after layer after layer of coat. They're still going to be oh, cold. Yeah, they're still cold. Yes, absolutely. So, um, there there's a few things you can do. If you can bring them in, bring them in. Sure. I mean that that's going to be the best thing. Um, but you know, some people have outdoor only dogs yeah you have outdoor only dogs no, they come in don't they they, they they come in yeah. yeah yeah i mean they're in they're they're probably gonna stay in the barn tonight but they, sure. they've got blankets and lamps and i mean they're fine yeah so i i think you you just you hit the nail on the head just now like we, we had now um, our aussie was an outdoor dog he came in sometimes but we made sure that he had a place where he had a heat lamp and he had blankets and so man a lot of times um he would never go into his doghouse mm-hmm. until it was cold. Yeah. And then he'd go in there where the blankets were and the heat lamp was. And and hopefully uh, he was warm. If it got really, really cold, we'd bring him in and we would endure it through the night. If he didn't have a good night, yeah. it didn't matter, man. I, one, one thing I, I think uh, is something that a lot of people don't pay attention to is which way the opening, like if you have an outdoor dog and you have a dog house, which way the opening's facing, you need to make sure that that opening's facing, facing south. Yes. Um, so like our barn where our horses are, and actually I was out there putting blankets on them tonight because it was cold. Yeah. Um, but the, the barn opens on the south side mm-hmm. because all the cold wind comes from the north side. Yes, it does. Um, and so if you're going to put an exterior structure outside for your pet, make sure that it has a south facing opening so that they're not having cold air blow directly into that structure and it just keeps it warmer in there yeah yeah and don't don't be fooled that if you have an indoor pet that they're going to be warm just by being in, indoors oh yeah i mean how often do you sit around under a blanket or you know put on another layer you know my my wife is it's constantly with a sweatshirt <laughs> on or under a blanket whatever and you know a lot of these dogs uh, especially the smaller indoor dogs they don't they don't have big coats no and so uh, you know you can buy little vests for them and and you know i was man i was i was so opposed to this for years and years i was like don't put a 
clothing on a dog <laughs> or a cat. Are you kidding me? What are, what are you thinking? But you know what? It, sometimes they need it. I'm still opposed to it. <laughs> well, the little sometimes these little ones need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if I see you doing it, I'm just going to, not you, I mean like everyone. <laughs> I'm going to judge you. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Oh. I'd rather him be judged. Not even like quietly. I'd, I'd rather be judged and be than be alive. <laughs> what happened? Well, Craig was judging me and I took it off. Now my dog's... Uh, you, you gave your dog your coat? <laughs> no, not my coat. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I, if you judge me, maybe I won't put clothes on them and then they're cold. What then? Fine. It's on you. I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. You still need to have a plan for your pets. Yep. <laughs> I'm good with a plan. Whatever it is. Should not involve a knitted sweater. Okay. <laughs> uh, you might, I mean, some dogs just need to let their coat come out or cats. Let oh, it, yeah, let big, it I, like a big pet peeve of mine is people that shave Aussies. Oh, it's the worst. Don't ever do that. People don't do it. They're not, they're not hot. No, they're not. You're anyway. They're made that way. Another topic, another day. <laughs> All right, last one. You ready? Yep. All right, last one. This is kind of a catch-all in some ways, uh, but stock up on winter essentials. Okay, so let's, let's talk about what some of those things might be. Um, you probably need to have some sort of salt or ice melt around. Yes. I mean, if, if you've got exposed porches mm -hmm. or a driveway, uh, which... Most people have something of the sort. You need to have something that you can put down if it freezes. Like tonight, it's going to get down to freezing or maybe below, and it has rained most of the afternoon. So there's a very big possibility to wake up and there's there's ice. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I've, I've slipped and fell on ice. Yeah. Oh. Hurts. Oh, goodness gracious. It hurts. I mean, it hurts to fall anyway, but like... You're, you're, it, it's different falling just because you tripped over something and hitting something in your legs being completely taken out from under you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember one day I was, I was going to work and I opened my truck door. Like I always do just hop out <laughs> and I hopped out on ice, man. Ooh. And I thought I broke my tailbone. Yeah. I mean, my, my phone landed on asphalt. It's like that black it was. ice. Yeah, it was. My phone landed about 30 feet away from me. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't hit my head, but I was, I mean, I walked in to the office and everybody's like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm hurt. You know, like this is awful. Um, so have something. Um, and, and, you know, they also make de-icer for your windshields. Yep. Um, that stuff works really well. Um, Finding finding something to help mitigate the ice problem right. is going to be really, really good. Uh, it's a good time to also uh, make sure your fire extinguishers are charged. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't think about it in the wintertime, but fire can happen whenever. So make sure that your fire extinguisher is charged. Smoke uh, detectors too. Yeah. It's a good time to, you know, change those out. Make sure you're prepared with that kind of stuff. The other thing that's a really, really big thing is find another heat source. Mm -hmm. An alternative heat source. Whether whether it's a, uh, a generator or a propane heater. I mean, I remember... I mean, I remember... 
I, I, so I, I lived in in the panhandle of Texas, which gets pretty cold. Yeah. During the winter time, and I, I played golf almost every day. Mm-hmm. But we had like a cover on the golf cart, and I had a little propane heater that sat in the in the cup holder, yeah. and heated up the golf cart. It was awesome. Um, but you can buy little propane heaters, um, and you know whether it's a fireplace, blankets. I mean, this is not an exhaustive list in any right. way. But another heat source, other if your heater goes out, you need to f- have a way to stay warm. You gotta have something. You gotta have something. Yeah, I mean, propane is probably the best backup you can have. I, I think so. It's very, very, uh, it's, it's very portable. Good. It's yep. light. I mean, it's efficient. Yep. I mean, you can you can have it in the house without really having much ventilation. Yep. Um, if it's a ventilation free heater, sure. You got to check all that kind of stuff. But I mean, like there's like tabletop heaters that you could, you know, if you got in a pinch, you could set that, you know, if you got, you know, a hard surface floor, put that thing down, yep. break out the sleeping bags. Yep. Stay toasty. Yeah. You know, uh, even in our, in our RV, uh, you know, runs on propane heat. Um, but we've got a little space heater that would pretty much heat up our entire RV if we needed it. Right. It's electric, so it's a different fuel source that if something goes out, hopefully we have another option. So, because right. uh, what happens when you run out of propane? All right. Yeah. Which hopefully you get backups of that. But, exactly. You know, still. But, but what happens if, you know, yeah. just make sure you're prepared. Um, kind of on that note, you know, get your car ready. You know, make sure you've got blankets in your car. Uh, if, if you don't, if you break down on the side of the road, good luck you need a blanket in your car at least one a couple would be good uh winterize your you know recreational vehicles boats rvs those sorts of things Uh, if you don't know how to do that check with your manufacturer again go online there's there's people that can help you know how to do those things so I, i guess i guess kind of the overall point here is like you know just just take a moment to sit down and go through like what is it that i'm responsible for yeah and what would happen to that thing that i'm responsible for if it got cold. Yeah. Really, really cold. Yeah. Do I need to make some adjustments? Probably. Most likely. Yeah. So just, you know, take take stock of what you're responsible for and make the adjustments. That's right. So yeah. that's our list. Uh, water faucets, check your heater, reverse your fans, prevent ice dams, clean and store lawn equipment, caulk windows and doors, inspect and clean the chimney, drain and winterize your sprinkler system, have a plan for your pets and stock up on those winter essentials. Yep. And again, this is this is not an exhaustive list. This is, these are just the ones that stood out to Kevin and me. Uh, Kevin and I? Nope. Kevin and... You, you're right. Whom? Kevin and me, please... <laughs> Please, people, I'm. You're about to get me on a soapbox. <laughs> Kevin and me was correct. Kevin and me. It's not always and I. In fact, I. most of the time it's not. Oh. Keep going. I don't care. <laughs> I care too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> now I'm going to do it wrong on purpose. Well, um, of course you are. Thanks. But, right, which would probably have happened anyway. You probably would do it wrong on purpose, and it would somehow be right. Yes, thinking I was doing it wrong on purpose. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Reverse spite. Um, Whatever works for yeah. me. So, uh, where were we? We were done. We were done. <laughs> That's fantastic. It. We have nothing else to say. Yes. So, if you have not yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button because, you know, we're done with this long list of winterizing things and you'll want to hear the next list that we do. Yeah. We're doing some, we've been doing a lot of top tens here. I like them. Yeah. I hope you do. Me or everybody else? Everybody else. Okay. No one cares what I think. Uh, no, I don't. That's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, but hit the subscribe button. Um, follow us on Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter. It was really funny last week when Haley actually like did something on Twitter and I was just like, no, I'm not responding to that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, follow us all those fun places, subscribe to the show, send us an email if, uh, or a message, if there was something that we left off the list that was crucial or mm. important or just, you know, important to you personally and you yep. need to get it off your chest. And uh, please direct it to Kevin. If you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, surely I'll reply. Um, but but definitely, I mean, if if you're if you're a subscriber, go leave us a review. If you're not a subscriber, uh, you should be. Go leave us a review on on Apple Podcasts. Um, just so you know, like iTunes podcast is of the past. Yeah. Doesn't even exist anymore. Not there. Not there. Apple Podcasts is the way of the future. So um, go search uh, search us on Apple Podcasts, The Homeowner Show. Leave us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. We, we actually did get a review on Podbean the other day. Oh. And all it said was, love Mel. Oh. I don't know if that was from her or... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think it was her. It was someone with a completely different name. Well, um, but I'm, all it said was love Mel with a heart. I, I just assumed that meant that they loved Mel. That, well, so I would hope so. We were happy to receive that review. Absolutely. So, Sounds good. One of our Android people, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Well, listen, uh, you know, thanks for downloading the episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. It'll come out in the morning, so it will not be tonight in the morning. But hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next Tuesday. Rain, sleet, snow, hail. But not drought. <laughs> We're out. We're out. Ew, no, no. If, if a drought comes, good luck, y'all. <laughs> We're out. We're, we're out looking for water. But until then, we'll see you next time. See ya.